Welcome in, everybody, to the latest edition of NFL Insights with Brennan. We're here in week eight. We're almost to the halfway point of the season. Unbelievable. Um, a lot of crazy things have happened this season, and Brennan has not been immune to them. He's coming off an eight and five week last week, which is a winning record, but still far below his uh, usual dominance uh, on the money line. Uh, we will delve into the uh, international game first. Don't forget, we have a 9.30 game Eastern Standard Time on ESPN+. Plus. Uh, Broncos, quote-unquote, at the Jaguars. Uh, what do we see happening here, Bren? It's a battle of the suck to start off the morning, and uh, me, I, and most likely many other people who watch football, I hate watching the Broncos, and I've this is the millionth time that we're going to be watching them. And but thankfully, there I don't we don't have to watch them for too for too much longer after this. Uh, people were wondering if Brett Rippon, who had to start one game because of a, a Russell Wilson injury, people were wondering if that would maybe change things in terms of the offense. Would they score more points? Maybe he's he started one game before, and that was in 2020. But no, same terrible offense under Brett Rippon, and Russell Wilson is is returning. He from from the hamstring injury that kept him out last week. But as we've seen all season long, the offense is terrible no matter who the quarterback is. And the Jaguars they're two and five, but um, they've been in every single game. They were. Really close to beating the Colts. They lost 13-6 to to the Texans a couple weeks ago. And they were one yard short from beating the Giants. So, this team is competitive, but uh, some concerns are starting to take place, in my opinion. They traded James Robinson to the Jets for a late-round draft pick. So, Travis Etienne is the main running back now. He did have over, over 100 yards and a touchdown last week, but he also had a critical fumble. And the wide receiver and tight end room is just okay. And on top of that, cornerback Shaquille Griffin, their main cornerback, has been placed on IR, which means he's out at least four games. I don't think it's a season-ending injury, but he's going to be out for a while. So uh, I'm not confident about it at all, but I'm taking the Broncos, I guess. Oh, that's a surprise. All right, let's head to Atlanta, where the 3-4 and four Falcons will welcome in the 2-5 and five Panthers. Because the NFC South has been surprisingly terrible this year, this game is actually for first place in the division. The winner of this game will be in first place in the NFC South. I still expect Tom Brady and the Buccaneers to figure it out, even though things are really bad right now, as they are 3-5 and five after last night. But um, the Falcons have been surprising at 3-4. and four. Uh, Really competitive in every single game, except for their loss to the Bengals last week. Uh yeah, this has been this team has played and, and been a lot better than I thought. The Panthers, I re- honestly didn't think they would be winning another game for the rest of the year, and I, I thought they were in tank mode, but they pulled off perhaps the biggest upset of the year when they beat the Buccaneers 21-3. to uh, Interim head coach Steve Wilkes announced that, announced that P.J. Walker is the starter going forward, unless there is an injury, so... So the Baker Mayfield experiment is already done. I still don't think PJ Walker is a good long-term answer. But what is what good news for the Panthers is that Falcons cornerback AJ Terrell, their main cornerback, is out, and they do have some talent at wide receiver. Despite trading Robbie Anderson, they've got DJ Moore, Lavisca Chenault, 
Terrace Marshall Jr. hasn't done much of anything in his career, but the, after trading Anderson, perhaps he'll get some opportunities. And they still have good pieces on defense with Brian Burns and Derek Brown. So I really have no idea what's going to go on here, but I think I'm going to go with the road team and take the Panthers. Wow, two road teams in a row. Uh, I know that that streak's going to come <laughs> to a halt right now. Uh, we'll be heading down to Dallas where the 5-2 and two Cowboys will be welcoming in the three and four bears, although the bears are coming off what could arguably uh, be called the best game of the Justin Fields era. Yeah, you could say that Fields was really good uh, in that win against the Patriots. It was a blowout win, surprisingly, and not many people saw that coming. Justin Fields was looking like Lamar Jackson out there while, while running out there. And he was pretty good passing too. And the defense, uh, it's been mostly solid all year long, and it was really good that night. But unfortunately, they did trade Robert Quinn, who I think is a future Hall of Famer, as he has over 100 career sacks. He was traded to the Eagles for just a fourth-round pick, and I think that that's a little pathetic. I would have at least tried to get a third-round pick, maybe a third-round pick or a fourth-round pick, but it is what it is. Uh, they're still a talented defense, but, I, but they are going to be a little worse now. And on the, on the topic of defense, the Cowboys' defense is elite, uh, and I don't think that um, the cow. I don't think the Bears are going to have t- two great performances like that in a row. Uh, I'm anticipating a a low scoring game. I think it's going to be a defensive battle, but um, yeah, this Cowboys' defense is elite, and I think the 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 Cowboys' offense will do just enough to win. So I'm going to take the Cowboys here. Okay, then let's head to Detroit, uh, where the one and five Lions uh, will be welcoming in the four and three Dolphins. It's just another one of those seasons for the Lions. It's like this every single year. They uh, started off one and three, but they were really competitive in every single game. Their offense was electric, and then starting week five, the offense vanished. The defense was horrible those first four weeks, despite uh, the offense being great. But now they're facing a problem. Their offense and defense is, are both bad. They they got shut out against the Patriots week five. And then they lost to the Cowboys and only scored six points in that game. And um, Amon Ross St. Brown did leave the game early with a concussion. He is listed as questionable. So well, it remains to be seen if he'll play. They did put DJ Chark on IR. No, I think it was Josh Reynolds. Uh I think it was Josh Reynolds. I'm not sure. But um, one of their wide receivers is on IR. And um, their first round pick wide receiver, Jamison Williams, he's not going to be ready for at least another month. So the offense is struggling and the defense has been pretty bad all season long, which is not good because they're playing a Dolphins team that uh, they only scored 16 points uh, last week. But they were moving the ball pretty well. And Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddell is one are one of the best wide receiver duos in the league, I think Tua is going to have a pretty good day within this in this game, and uh, I like the Dolphins to win it. Gotcha. Uh, I don't think it was Josh Reynolds that was placed on IR. Okay, I guess it was Chark then. All right. This is the. Uh, I know this is the game that you'll be watching at one o'clock. The 5-1 Vikings will be welcoming in the 3-4 and four Cardinals. This one's got shootout potential. Yeah, I think it will be one. Uh, the Vikings were on their bye week, which was nice. I'm sure the players and co- the players appreciated it. And honestly, I appreciated it. I missed 
seeing them, but every every single game, with the exception of the first two games, has been a heart attack, and that's that's what they do. They play, they play in one possession games. Uh, thankfully, this year they've been winning them, unlike last year where they lost nearly every single heart attack game. Uh, the Cardinals had a rough start to the season, which we expected because DeAndre Hopkins was suspended the first six games. In his first game back, he had 10 catches and, and over 100 yards, and they did trade for Robbie Anderson. He didn't do much, but he, he just got there pretty much. I think he was traded on Monday and then played Thursday, so he'll, he had over a week to uh, be more familiar with what's going on. Both of these teams are really well-rested because the Vikings were on their bye week and the Cardinals last played on Thursday. The Vikings' defense always seems to make a play when they need it, when it when it's needed the most, but Teams have been scoring over 20 almost every single game. And uh, the previous two mobile quarterbacks the Vikings played this year, Jalen Hurts and, Ju- and Justin Fields, really gave them trouble. Jalen Hurts was really accurate completing passes. He was running all over the place. And the Vikings were up 21-3 to in that Bears game. But then uh, the Bears came all the way back, and they even had a one-point lead at one point. Justin Fields was playing pretty well in the, in the second half, but they still won that one. So yeah, I think Kyler Murray is going to have a pretty good day against the defense. He'll be able to uh, run away from sacks, and uh, the wide receiver room, I think, will have a pretty good day. Uh, But um, I think I do like the Vikings more. I think I like the Vikings here because uh, they're at home, and uh, I just have a good feeling about it. I think the Vikings will win, but it'll be a close one, and it'll be a shootout. Okay, let's head to Sin City. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Let's head to New Orleans, which I guess is also sort of a Sin City, uh, where the 2-5 and five Saints will be welcoming in the 2-4 and four Raiders in an interconference battle. So, yes, these are both two-win teams with uh, struggling first-year head coaches, even though they are veteran coaches. It's their first year with their new teams. Josh McDaniels and, and Dennis Allen, it's been a struggle for these teams. The Raiders should really be 4-2 after blown leads against the Chiefs and Cardinals and the Saints. They've been, com- both of these teams have been competitive in pretty much every single game, but the Saints have also, are also a two-win team and they've been competitive in every single one of the, in every single game they've played, but they have been dealing with injuries all year long and it's the same, more, and it's happening again this week. Michael Thomas, Jarvis Landry, and Marshawn Lattimore are all out again, but other players like other players like Paulson, Adebo, and uh, Marcus Davenport should return. But even still, uh, this this defense, the Saint, the Saints' defense was supposed to be really good coming into this year. But no, it's been pretty bad. Uh, the Cardinals scored 42 points last Thursday, although Andy Dalton did throw two interceptions that were both returned for touchdowns. But... Uh, I, the, it seems as if Devontae Adams, Hunter Renfro, and Darren Waller will all play, even though New Orleans is a, is a bit of a difficult place to play on the road. I suppose I'll take the Raiders. Okay, let's go to an AFC East uh, battle where the 5-2 and two Jets will welcome in the 3-4 and four Patriots. 3-4 and four Patriots uh, coming off a bad loss to the Bears. What do you see happening here? Yes, that was very unexpected against the Bears, and... They're dealing with a little bit of a quarterback controversy. I don't really think there is one, as Mac Jones is a first-round draft pick from last year who led them to the playoffs as a rookie, and Bailey Zappi is a fourth-round backup. He Zappi was playing really well throughout uh, 
the first throughout his first two starts, but then uh, looked like a rookie against the Bears. He had multiple turnovers. He had he looked good for a little bit, but then looked like a rookie. And it seems as if Jones is going to play, but I still don't know if he's 100%. And I think, honestly, I think the Jets would rather be facing Jones as I, because, I st- because I still don't think he's 100%. The Jets did lose Brees Hall for the year, which was brutal because he was looking like the offensive rookie of the year. And they also lost guard Elijah Vera Tucker for the year. But the Jets did get James Robinson from the Jaguars, who is, who is a good running back. And he'll, him and Michael Carter will be a good duo. Uh, wide receiver Corey Davis is out, but they still have Garrett Wilson. Elijah Moore will play despite requesting a trade. And it seems as if Denzel Mims will play too. This defense has been one of the strengths of the team. And uh, they've got tons of great players. Quinn and Williams. Uh, Ahmad Sauce Gardner is looking like the defensive rookie of the year so far. The Jets have not beaten the Patriots in a long time. It is It has to be either a 9 or 10 game win streak, maybe even more. Although I think it's I think it's 10 game. I think it's a 10 game win streak, but I think that streak is finally going to end. I haven't picked the Jets once this uh once so far, but I'm doing it now. I'm taking the Jets, so I really hope that they win. As far as I'm concerned, you can never go right betting on or against the Jets. They always hmm. find a way to screw you, at least in my experience. Uh, my smell lock of the week coming up as the only undefeated team in the NFL. The 6-0 Eagles will be welcoming in the 2-5 and Steelers who are in uh, rebuild mode. Yes, they are in rebuild mode. We all knew this was going to be a, a transition year as uh, they drafted rookie quarterback Kenny Pickett in the first round. He didn't uh, start playing until week four, and he's looked okay. He really hasn't done a whole lot. Uh, they had tons of opportunities to win that Dolphins game from last week, but he threw three interceptions. And the defense has been playing better recently without TJ Watt, but they're still not getting a lot of sacks or takeaways. And uh, wide receiver Chase Claypool has been... the. There's rumors that he might be available to in a trade, which would make the offense even worse. Although I, if they do trade him, I, it would be for it would be to get a lot of draft picks. So yes, this is the battle of Pennsylvania. The Eagles were another team that was on their bye week. They they're great on the offensive and defensive lines. Jalen hurts is a great, has been a really good, a great dual threat quarterback. Miles Sanders is a really good running back. AJ Brown and Devonte Smith are a good wide receiver duo. Dallas Goddard is a pretty talented tight end. And uh, they've, they've got good pieces in the secondary and, and decent linebackers or or good they have good linebackers but they just traded for Robert Quinn from the Bears for only a fourth round draft pick and that's going to make the defense even better uh the Eagles haven't played a rookie quarterback yet but now they will so uh yes it is my lack of the week the Steelers are a hard team to beat under Mike Tomlin generally they really never get blown out although they did get blown out versus the Bills on the road so I think I'm predicting another blowout here. I like this as my lock of the week. I'm done picking the Buccaneers for my lock of the week because I did it twice in a row and they lost both of them. I think I'm, I'm, I'm pretty confident about this one. Okay, let's head down to Houston um, to check in on the 1-4-1 one, and one Texans as they welcome in the 4-2 and two Titans who seem to have righted the ship. Um, the first two weeks of the season, this team looked lost. Yeah, I thought for sure the Titans would be missing the playoffs uh, 
because I thought the Colts, who just got Matt Ryan, would be winning that division. We'll be talking about them soon, right after this game, actually. But yeah, I thought this team was finished, but they've then, but now they have won four straight. It's uh, their their formula or what they've been what what they've been doing is uh, just handing the ball off to Derrick Henry, who always seems to have 100 yards a game, just behind a mediocre offensive line that lost Taylor Luan for the year. They just ha- he they just hand the ball off to Derrick Henry and play good defense with a very mediocre passing game, and so far it's been working. But the Titans did lose to the Texans once last year, um, and this and the, when they beat them, yeah, they lost to the Texans in the first meeting, and then when they won in the second meeting, it was really close. So I think this will be a game, but the Texans, uh, I just don't really know what's going on here. Uh, they fired David Culley after one season, which I still didn't get. Bobby Smith has kept them competitive in every game, but uh, it's it's rebuild. It's a rebuild over here and over there. And uh, the their offense is pretty mediocre, and and but and they might trade Brandon Cooks for the millionth time, which would make it even worse. I think it's going to be a hard fought game, but I like the Titans to win it. Okay, and let's head to I always want to say Baltimore, Indianapolis, where the Colts three three and one, and coming off a big quarterback change, will welcome in the three and four Commanders, who are dealing with a quarterback change of their own. The Colts news really, really surprised me this week. Uh, Matt Ryan had a bad game against the Titans after coming after having a great game against the Jaguars, where he had nearly 400 yards passing and a touchdown pass. He might have had multiple touchdown passes in that game, actually. But the Colts uh, announced that they were going to bench Matt Ryan, and they are turning to second-year quarterback Sam Ellinger, who was a late-round draft pick out of the University of Texas last year. He started a lot of games and won a lot of games there, but this guy is a huge unknown. He only played in preseason, and he's essentially, almost essentially a rookie here. He's making his first ever NFL start. Um, He's going to encounter the same problems that Matt Ryan has, although he might be better in two areas, one being arm strength and, and two being mobility. He might have the advantage in those things, but the Colts, no matter who the quarterback is, they still have a mediocre offensive line and and, medi- and mediocre wide receivers. And the Commanders, they uh, signed Carson. They traded for Carson Wentz, who has been, he was up and down, and then in the win versus the Bears uh, a couple weeks ago, uh, Wentz fractured a finger, his finger, which required surgery. He's out four to six weeks. So they went back to Taylor Heineke, who started every single game, no, almost every game last season, and they got the upset win over the Packers, despite being without wide receivers Diami Brown and Jahan Dotson, in addition to tight end Logan Thomas. Dotson is still is once again out for this game, and Logan Thomas is, is listed as questionable, which means he'll probably play, and it seems as if, as if Diami Brown will play too. The defense has been playing... Uh, pretty well the past couple of weeks and uh, I think the defense will play well again and I think the offense will do just enough to win so I'll take the commanders here and one last thing about the Colts is that uh, if this truly is the end for Matt Ryan this is one sad way to go out agreed all right let's head out to the west coast where the three and three Los Angeles Rams will welcome in the three and four San Francisco 49ers 
49ers own this matchup in the regular season. Do you think that continues here? I was going to say yes until the most recent injury news took place. Um, the 49ers have won seven straight regular season games, but they have always had Debo Samuel to help with that. But now he has just been ruled out with a hamstring injury. They've been there just trying to keep him healthy because the bye week is right after this game. The NFC West is up for grabs. The Cardinals are uh, two and five, I believe. And uh, the Seahawks surprisingly have the lead at four and three. The 49ers are three and four and the Rams are three and three. The Rams have really struggled this year. And they might miss the playoffs if they're not careful. Their offensive line is decim- has been decimated by injuries. It's a mess. The running game is mediocre. I don't think trading for a running back would make things any better. Cam Akers is out again because of a personal matter. They are actively trying to trade him. Same bad offensive line, mediocre running game. They are getting Van Jefferson back, which should help the offense more. But... Uh, yeah, on top of those two things, the run game and the offensive line, the defense has been a little disappointing. Um, but uh, Debo Samuel has been a big part of why the 49ers have uh, dominated the Rams recently. And uh, without him, I think they're really going to struggle. I think it's going to be a defensive battle, and I'm going to take the Rams here, I guess. Okay, let's stay on the West Coast where the Seattle Seahawks, surprisingly at 4-3, and three, will be welcoming in, even more surprisingly, the 6-1 and one New York Giants. How do we see this one playing out? That was really close with the Giants last week. They were, they stopped the Jaguars, uh, and they were, the Jaguars were one yard short, and they were able to, the Giants were able to get the victory, but um, things have been a little interesting for the Giants recently. Um, just yesterday, they traded wide receiver Kadarius Toney to the Chiefs for a compensatory third-round pick and a sixth-round pick. So they gave up on their first-round pick from last year after just uh, one year. So that was one final present from Joe Judge and Dave Gettleman. And that was that was two bad years of Joe Judge. And uh, Brian Dable has been making it work with a bad with a with a mediocre wide receiver room. Uh, Kenny Galladay is still on this team, but you wouldn't know it because he hasn't played since week three. Uh, he hopes to be back for the week 10 game because the Giants are on their bye week next week. So no Kenny Galladay again. And uh, offensive lineman Ben Bredesen and Evan Neal are both out. The defense has been pretty good this year, but the Seahawks do have great pieces on offense. Kenneth Walker third has been having great games so far. He might be the offensive rookie of the year candidate now they've got tyler lockett dk metcalf is not expected to play uh, but they still have but they do have marquise goodwin who's been around for a while he scored two touchdowns last week and they did get tight end noah fant in the uh trade with for when when the broncos traded for russell wilson noah fant was a part of that trade so they've got they've got talent there on offense the defense has been playing better after after go after starting off terrible and uh i don't like always picking against the giants but i always feel like their luck is gonna run out and i hope the giants win but uh i'm gonna pick the seahawks here anyway all right let's head out to orchard park new york where the five and one bills will be taking on the three and four packers and are we watching the packers crumble before our very eyes as of right now that's what it looks like but 
I refuse to believe this team will go past the trade deadline without adding a wide receiver. I'm sure they're going to add one. Uh, there's DJ Moore on the Panthers. I don't think they're going to trade him because they need to hold on to some pieces. But he's been... This, he's been there, there have been rumors around him, but the my, the wide receivers that are uh, generating trade rumors are Jerry Judy, Chase Claypool, and Brandon Cooks. I would say they most likely add Brandon Cooks because he's been traded a million times. But heading into this game, the wide receiver room is very bad. Injuries are a part of that, as um, Christian Watson has been sidelined for weeks with a hamstring. That's looking like a pretty bad pick over George Pickens. Uh, Randall Cobb has, still remains on IR. He'll be out a minimum of four weeks. Um, Alan Lazard is out, and the defense, despite spending, despite using two first-round picks on defense this year, it has been very underwhelming, and uh, they're going on the road to play a Bills team that was on their bye week, and uh, they're pretty explosive on offense, and the defense has been pretty good all year long, too. They do not have many weaknesses, and uh, the Packers are on a three-game losing streak right now. And uh, I almost never pick against the Packers, but I think that I have to. I'm taking the Bills here, and I don't think Aaron Rodgers has much longer in this league. He might only have one more year after this, I think. All right, and uh, Monday night, Halloween night, we have uh, the Battle of Ohio, where the two and five Browns will welcome in the four and three Bengals. Bengals got some pretty bad news on one of their star players. Yes, they did. Uh, Jamar, wide receiver Jamar Chase, who has been fantastic ever since he uh, joined the, ever since he entered the league. Um, He's going to be sidelined with a hip injury four to six weeks. It, it's not going to. It seems as if Chase will not have surgery for it, but he'll be out a while, and that is tough because he is. I think he is one of the best in the game right now when it comes to wide receivers. They still have Tyler Boyd and T. Higgins, but that'll be a, his loss will, will be felt. I think they'll probably add a wide receiver by trade or maybe free agency, but this will hurt and. Uh, the Browns, it's been a struggle for them this year. They always are in the games. They're in every single game pretty much, but they always seem to to lose it, uh, to lose them. Jacoby Brissett is just okay. He's not Deshaun Watson. He'll be back eventually, but not, but not yet. And the defense should be a top 10 unit, but they've just been playing bad. Uh, People really want defensive coordinator. Browns fans really want defensive coordinator Joe Woods fired, but it hasn't happened yet. But um, Joe Burrow is winless against the Browns in his career. Jamar Chase is out. They, they, they didn't beat the Browns without with Jamar Chase, although Burrow did sit out the game against the, the second game against the Browns last year as they had the division locked up. Um, the Bengals are dealing with defensive injuries. DJ Reader, they're the defensive tackle they signed in free agency a couple years ago. He's out indefinitely, although they expect to get him back. And I don't, and I don't think, I don't think Trey Hendrickson, they're one of their defensive ends is expected to play. So I'm going to take the Browns in an upset. And there you have it, folks. That's Brennan's week eight picks. Uh, don't forget to follow him on Twitter at PhD in NFL. And go check out all his great content and all the great content at QBList.com. Thanks for listening, everybody. See you next time.